don't know this, then you're behind the times. The only metric that matters is convenience. Rules apply to you. Suddenly you're an advertiser. This week on Social Minds. As creators, we can't be too precious. We sat down for a bonus episode with One Minute Briefs founder Nick Entwistle to discuss time short creativity. Yes, every day Nick invites creative pros and amateurs to go against one another with 60 second poster and billboard ads that are then shared across social. With Nick's blessing, we're inviting you to advertise podcasting while encouraging more people to tune into series like ours using the One Minute Briefs method. If you're not familiar with One Minute Briefs, here's what you've got to do. Step one, listen to this episode. Step two, go to the One Minute Briefs Twitter page to find our podcasting brief. Step three, come up with a smart, simple and witty advert to promote podcasting as a format. Then tag at the social chain and at One Minute Briefs on Twitter. You can take any approach or use any insight. Still stuck? There are plenty of examples on the One Minute Briefs Twitter page to get your creative brain ticking. I always think of the billboard first. How would how would it look at the end of a street in one line or it might just be an image? Good luck. Are creatives really struggling for time or do we just need to work faster? Um, I think there's a, there's a bit of a combination of both. I think we are struggling for time because sometimes clients have less budget. They want to do more things, be seen on more platforms. But it's very important to have the big idea that's overarching all of these things. Now, I think although we, have, we do have less time, I think there are ways of working faster. One of those potentially is... The way I use I use my own platform of way of thinking of one minute briefs, instinctive creativity and sharing and putting ideas out there that you may not usually do makes you fill a wall with ideas as opposed to trying to think all day of one idea. Mm. It can stunt your ideas, basically. So I think there's an argument to think of ways to work faster and also collaborate and get other people involved in your decision making. But, you know, I think as creators, we do struggle for time and we don't get given enough time. A lot of that's restrictions on client budgets. Mm. It's needing to do more. But yeah, I think there's I think there's a combination of both. I think there's ways of managing the fact that we are having our time restricted in, in a lot of our briefs. Mm. Do you think then that people have their best ideas when it is that sort of quick fire turnaround, just like brainstorming, or when uh, you have like a lot more time to sort of like mull out the details? Again, sometimes it might be that you've worked on something all day and you'll go home and you'll drive home or something and an idea come, pops into your head. Mm. and you think, I've got to try and I might stop the car and write it down or something. Yeah. That, that's important as well. You shouldn't just think, oh, I'll do it later. But I often think that by getting all your ideas out, sometimes whether you think they're bad, good, ugly, or whatever, getting all your ideas down and creating a, a big PDF of ideas and then delete as appropriate yeah. uh, and get to maybe final two or three, I find that as a better way. Although, like I say, it might you might be in a shower and think, of a radio advert or something yeah, like well, that. Yeah, those magic moments like are great when they when they do come to you. I was saying yeah. to Theo the other day, I was just about to fall asleep and I had an idea for a campaign. I had to wake up, like just put something on my in my notes on my phone and then just went straight back to sleep. I thought it was a dream the next day. Exactly. And and I think as as creatives, I think we're always working. There's there's an always on thing with us, mm. which it's sometimes hard to manage because you need to try and make yourself rest to yeah. be able to, to get, come back next day. But also it's, I mean, how do you define the value of an idea sometimes? Mm. I mean, there's one that comes to me is that we had a pitch for a, a, a previous agency and I literally, within the brief, I wrote down a line which became the campaign strap line and big idea for the entire campaign across mm. TV, radio, 
lorry sides, and that, that was written down in the brief, so we hadn't even had any time on it. Mm. We then did a two-week pitch, but the first idea won. But how do you place a value on that idea? You mm. can't say to your client, I've done it in one minute. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you've got... Yeah, how, exactly. much are they gonna, how much will they pay for that? So yeah. I think that's quite an interesting way of looking at it as well. But like I said, in that instance, it did come to me mm. st- straight away. It just felt right. Yeah. But I think by having that uh, idea that and confidence that within your first initial ideas and not worrying or having a fear of failure mm. means that you're going to come out with better ideas in the long run. Yeah. Not personally, and I think as we mentioned in the question previously, we don't have enough time to, to come up with a lot of stuff. As you guys mm. probably know, it's very fast-paced, especially in social media, needing to get stuff out there and then reactive content. We ran a one-minute brief for the uh, conservative guy lying down on the sofa. It's a bit, looks a bit oh, like yeah. this, oh, actually. Re- the old um, yeah. um, <laughs> but someone put one out and it inspired us to do a one-minute brief on it. It was like an Ikea <laughs> advert and it ended up in the Times newspaper. Oh, that's brilliant. So they've put something I've out there. This. Yeah, yeah, you might have seen it. It's called it or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Because it, it, a play on the Swedish names. Exactly, yeah. And it got, it got in the Times. He just but you just put something out there and then that inspired us to run a one minute brief on it and we created loads of content around it. It's a lot, it's a lot mm. of fun uh, to be had with it as well. But I think by reacting to stuff as it happens, chucking something out there, yeah. who knows, it could have had two likes. It ended up going viral on LinkedIn, Twitter, yeah. Facebook. It is always reactive content that seems to like have that sort of immediate explosion of attention. And I agree. I think like sometimes the first ideas are the best ones. But you say um, you couldn't go to a client and say, well, this only took us one minute. Do you think sometimes that that attitude translates um, to creatives themselves as well? Let's like, say if you're working in a team and, and you'll you'll jot down an idea and it might have um, like a really good instinctive element, but then you can kind of, with the addition of time, overthink it like as time goes on and that or maybe because it's you know important or you know it has to do this job and maybe we should put more time into it and then ideas can be watered down in that way absolutely yeah i think we all work with clients who need mandatory messages on things and yeah hashtags uh, domains those types of things do can stifle your creativity mm. uh, if you start thinking of what you need to put on the thing in the first instance. Yeah. But if you go back right to the start, the way I think of stuff is actually through a copy line, usually. Yeah. Although my background's actually in graphic design, but you will start to overthink. If you think, I've got to put this in an ad, I've got to say this message. If you think of mm. just an idea that people are going to think, oh, that's funny, or that's going to make me cry, or I can't believe they've just done that. Mm. And then you've got the thing at the end, whether it's the logo or the message. I think that the way I work, using this instinctive way of getting ideas out there, stops you overthinking. And that detail can come next. If you come up with a great big idea at the start and then think, now I'm going to turn that into a script. And and it's then that you spend the time. Try not to go back to certain things too much, actually, Mm -hmm. because you can start to stifle things. And we mentioned it before a little bit in a chat earlier. Mm -hmm. You lose the, the core thought. Yeah, that you, you had do. in the first place. And mm. sometimes you just got to get things out there. In some of the videos I've done, like we could have spent more weeks on them quite easily. Mm. It's Sometimes it's a case of just making something happen and getting something out. Mm. And I think the, the work is actually better for it as well. Yeah, no, I agree. With that in mind then, I, I want to ask you a sort of question. Where where do you draw the line with sort of the amends that come with certain things? You know, you're, you're a creative person. You've had this, you know, groundbreaking idea that you think's good. It goes to the client and suddenly, you know, the idea that you thought was incredible, you know, not everybody agrees. It, it, you know, where, where do you put creatives there? Do you, is it that you have to kind of you know, tie your colours to the mass and stand up for your idea or... Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's a good question really because um, you do have to stand up to a certain extent and I've worked with creatives who really stand up 
to those things and, and become almost like a defensive barrier and they, and they don't want to hear anything. Mm. Uh, no changes, they hate the client, all that type of thing. But at the end of the day, you do have to think that the client is right. It is mm. their brand. They know what they need to communicate. You might think you you know better in certain ways, but they've got, they've got an idea. So you've got to try and work with them and then rather than against them. Mm. Although sometimes, you know, we are creatives with we've qualified in it we know what we're doing we've got experience in it we know how audiences are going to react so if a client says something that you know isn't going to necessarily work for them you do have to try and push back but not too not too much where it becomes mm. a hostile environment between yeah. the two and they'll respect that sometimes i feel that when you work with the client you'll get more out of them mm. but yeah i think uh, you, you need you need to stand up for yourself because mm. there seems to be a sort of creative complex or so I suppose you could call it where okay a writer for instance you know it's almost like you toe the line between being an artist and you know you need months to come up with that great idea and it'll be the best thing you've ever seen and also being a business person whereby right okay well people other people have deadlines you know I need to have deadlines as well it seems to be do you see the point and like an inflection point where those people will break off now you know the people who need weeks to come up with an idea and the people who can just be creative on demand round the clock I think it probably comes down to budget I think you're probably talking you more traditional London ad agencies billboards and TV adverts when you might get a couple of weeks on a brief you know I've not really experienced too much of that being in Manchester um, it's, it's a bit of a luxury to get so much time on stuff but also the craft comes afterwards, uh, scripting-wise, uh, campaign-wise. I mean, I'm working on a project myself at the minute that needs a lot of time putting in after you've had the big idea and films and production. But, yeah, I do think if you're not able to adapt to today, the pressure of, of today's thinking, then you are, going to, you are going to struggle. I think I'm always looking at different medias, different platforms to keep my thinking fresh on where things should go, how people are reacting to stuff the content that people are looking at. I think if you don't keep an eye on on everything, then you'll soon get left behind. Budgets aside though, what what is driving that that speed? Is it is it cuz it cuz it feels like you can pin it on any number of things. Is it just social? Is it the digital world or is it the way everybody else works now and the way everybody else has got used to working? Content's become a tap now where and it feels like every sort of idea we do is to grab somebody's attention maybe that maybe that was always the case but now more so that is the metric mm. isn't it stop somebody anyone and stop them long you, you said listen. something interesting before just then, like is that just the way that everyone else is working and i think like i've noticed that people get um or like businesses and brands more and more i think are getting more caught up in what the competition are doing so they're like oh well they put this so we need to put this out now mm. and you get sort of you scare yourself into working faster than sometimes you need well yeah i, th I think a film we did a, a while ago. I had no idea it was going to get such traction. We put it on a on a Facebook page that had zero likes or followers in the first place. So we thought it'd pick up something, but it just went completely viral and we all get told to put something instantly right at the start of a video yeah. to capture people's yeah. attention. Um, in this instance, I went against that. It was about a minute 20 long, this video. And then I also had calls to do the punchline 30 seconds earlier than I did. Mm. Uh, but I said, no, let's leave it right to the end. And in some cases you go against what, what we kind of get told or, or we tell other people, to be honest, uh, yeah. if the content's not going to blow you away and get shared by stuff, you do need to grab people's attention early mm. on because people's attention spans are going obviously shorter and shorter through social. But, but sometimes if you've got a 
great idea there or people are going to watch it if it's longer form content then put the work into it and the craft into it and you will get the results out of it through the shares and yeah definitely sometimes like the strict rules of best practice can hinder an idea i think it's like like you say know the rules so you can break them so you know like you know them if you need them but it's like knowing when to put them in just in case that's true and but if you just go in just trying to adhere to these rules you trying to tick boxes and your content that you, that you want to put out that has some sort of meaning yeah definitely uh, to the actual audience doesn't really come across mm. so sometimes you have to you have to break those rules however those rules are, are there for a reason because people do need to you need to stop them on, yeah, on, of course. In the tracks, yeah. I want to ask you about platforms. Yeah. Uh, anyone listening who's been with us for a long time by now will know that Twitter is my favourite of all the social media platforms. And obviously, One Minute Briefs uh, lives on Twitter, although you are on um, like Facebook and LinkedIn as well. What was the reason for you like uh, focusing on Twitter, I guess? What do you get out of that that you don't necessarily get out of the other platforms? When we were in our, our first agency, we, we had a load of these One Minute Brief ideas and didn't know what to do with them. So we just people started going on Twitter at the time and, and uh, we didn't know what we were doing but zero obviously zero followers put them on there and then we're like oh yes we got it, it was um it was a favorite at the time it wasn't even like it wasn't a like <laughs> but we got a favorite and we went, oh no way someone's noticed one of our things <laughs> instant dopamine yeah, carry on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, then, and then we were hooked after that so um yeah I think we carried on posting a few of these and doing our own each day and then when we got up to about I don't know probably a hundred followers or something we had an idea, let's see if anyone would enter this. Going back to that time when people were over our shoulders looking at what we were doing, we kind of went back to that moment by doing this. Suddenly you get one person entering. And because they're tweeting to their own followers, like I mentioned, they're sharing to their own friends. Yeah. And they want to do it. We retweet every single one. Mm. On that as well then, Nick, because there seems to be like a, an almost an open door policy for creatives now. Has that changed traditional roles because seemingly anybody can you know submit a one minute brief and it's not so much like you have to be mm. this specific person to have an idea now ideas can come from anywhere copywriters out there right there's people yeah. who don't even work in advertising are you seeing more of a trend of that because yeah definitely i think i think that's why it works really nicely and i think if you take it down to its purest thought like there's there's no way uh if it was me against uh either, either one of you guys no one wants to say who's going to have the better idea in, in one minute time. A good example of that is my friend came to one of my One Minute Briefs events and he's a baker and he beat everyone in the One Minute Brief tournament mm. and won it in front of everyone on stage. He had a different way of thinking to everyone mm. else. It wasn't, you know, even as creative, sometimes we probably think of a pun or something that we want people to think. Yeah. Whereas he would, whereas he came in and just wrote random things that were just making people laugh. Mm. And so in that respect, I think creativity ideas can come from anywhere literally and i welcome anyone any single person come up with an idea it is an open platform it's important to get different perspectives i think as well that we've had it when we know like there's a certain project um that might be like bigger and we need to get more people in the office involved and we'll have like focus groups say from people in all kinds of different teams and sometimes it's the people who don't normally deal in the creative side of things at all that'll come up with the winning idea like it is you're right sometimes I think even mm. we can get caught up in our own heads and opening it up no, let you see things a different that's way that's completely true and I think as creatives we can't be too precious if someone comes up with something that's brilliant 
I know that some creative types people will be like, mm, not sure about that. Yeah. Because you know, you know it's better than that. It goes back to that, like, thinking you know better than the client sometimes as well. Like, I honestly think it's a bit of an ego thing sometimes. If, yeah, that's true. Uh, and cr- there are a lot of creatives that have more of that ego and are quite protective over their own uh, over their own work. I think, I mean, we've all, all been there as, as creatives, mm. wanting to, especially, you know, challenging other creatives when you're on a pitch or whatever. But more and more now, especially probably through One Minute Bruce, is that I think accessibility to be able to share ideas and whoever came, I mean, the NHS one was a great one. A guy called Stephen Hunter came up with uh, a script that we were going to do. Mm. And then that just spiralled into becoming Christmas number one. Yeah. Uh, but that came from, literally did come from a One Minute idea. Uh, about based on wedding vows and mm. going back to when we first created it and when we got our first person tweeting that carried on spiraling in it and it almost advertises itself because when people tweet to us it's going to out to their own followers where are you tweeting our followers are seeing it and it just keeps going like that which is why it keeps growing mm. but collectively if you get 100 posters it's in in some ways it's better than paying an agency to give you some ideas secretly mm to then post one on your so- own social channel, get a few likes. I've done some good ones with KFC and uh, Eon Adobe lately. Collectively, by getting a creative audience and a, and a huge audience um, involved, you know, you, you have to put a little bit of risk out there because you're getting user-generated content. But if you are willing to do that, the, the rewards will actually come through it. And the good thing about it is that, going back to why Twitter was a thing that we used, we never intended it to be. People always say to me, one minute boost is such a good idea. But I don't know if it is. I mean, it's we just wanted to do a quick one minute sketch on a, of an ad, you know, yeah. bet- a, a, between each other. And it just became this thing and, it, and a community. And now, because we never intended it to be uh, this big thing that it's become, that's why Twitter itself as a platform has been really great, mm. just by the nature of the of people tweeting into us and we'd be able yeah, to share it. Yeah, it's like the speed it. of things. Yeah, Instagram, although we are on there, and it's, to be fair, it's quite engaged when, I, when I'm sharing imagery and things. Yeah. And it will be a platform that I'm sure I will look into finding a way of making it work mm. or if Instagram itself becomes a little bit more flexible. But at the moment, it's not really an area where I can really concentrate on. No, and I think you're right. Like, I don't think you should have to force it. Like, I feel... Like, if you know, like, a platform suits what you're doing best, it's better just to be confident and, and stick with that. Yeah. Mm. And then we push people to our Facebook uh, because that's the best place where we can host the albums at the end of each day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, even better than Instagram because I can only do single sort of photos on there. Makes sense to take that cross-platform approach, doesn't it? To bring to bring it to time is, is in some ways, you think it's easy for us to say because, you know, we work in agencies or we might be freelance, but I'm interested to know those people working in-house for brands that want to be faster but have bureaucratic processes in place. How could a brand be faster and adapt this kind of one minute sort of way of thinking do you think I've actually gone in I've done a couple of talks within brands like um, BBC and Sky and and things like that and it's quite nice that they grasp the idea of getting their team to be thinking quicker and and as we said before like anyone can come up with an idea within Mm. your team I think it's just making them all think that they can do and actually have the confidence Mm. so when I do the one minute brief stalls at certain events I ask people, come on, are you going to come and do a one-minute brief head-to-head against each other? And a lot of people are like, oh, no, I'm not creative or I can't draw. And I just try and, I, I try and get them to come and do it anyway because yeah. it's one minute. And I think it's about removing the fear of sharing a bad idea or even being in the work meeting or the boardroom meeting 
you might sit there thinking, I've got, I've got this idea, but it's a bit stupid. Or, I mean, go back to the meerkat. Someone, yeah. someone in one board room meeting. Oh, market sounds a bit like meerkat. Someone said it, and they probably thought, I can't say this. <laughs> but they did and that's and that's the most important thing um we all have those silly little thoughts but if you don't say them they're not going to go anywhere so mm. that's that's why i mean going back to the ikea mug um parody that someone put out they probably had that idea but they spent a little bit of time trucking a photoshop together put it out there and suddenly it's in the, the times paper yeah but going back to the the brands it's just about belief in yourself and mm -hmm. feeling that you are creative you've got a voice and, and you can put something out there and in this day age as well I'm, I'm keen to know because we always 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 talk about emotion and i was like i said to you earlier i was having a conversation you know with somebody on the weekend and we say emotion we pedal emotion but a lot of creatives you see now don't seem to be able to generate an emotion out of people and it's almost like like we said with social time moves so fast do we even have time to have emotions how do you think as a creative you bring out that emotion nowadays because it's always been rooted in storytelling but seems to go a bit beyond that now yeah i think in in the past couple of years i moved more into film uh, whereas i was in traditional advertising billboards and things tv so you don't necessarily see the results of that apart from you know like the goggle box type, type thing sometimes mm. they show ads and, and, and what people actually do if i think an advert's really bad i'll actually search on twitter to see what people thought of it yeah i do the same but we had a little chat before bad adverts can almost be good adverts because people are sharing sharing it online they've got an emotion it's annoyed them <laughs> uh that's an emotion uh, and it's made them angry enough to go on on twitter to see what everyone else thinks mm. because you think it's that bad or you think something's amazing if you're in the middle and you've made people feel nothing then people aren't inclined to share but i've now gone on to do a lot of social film where you can see people commenting and sharing things one of the videos had a bit of a controversial twist to it you do get some comments it was actually about a girl who had cancer mm, the so, c word one the c word yeah. film yeah uh, so it was designed to make people laugh as if she was swearing all the whole time like almost a, a like a channel four documentary or something so i mean i played that to an, a, a room full of people without explaining it and they're all laughing their heads off and then at the last minute, you make them feel, oh my God, I feel so bad for mm. laughing uh, because of because of that final moment. But that had two emotions in it. So yeah. that kind of, that's probably why that really, that really worked well. Um, but em emotion wise, now going into more social films, you do see the reactions that people, people are liking it. People can actually change the reaction now to loving it or sad face. And even if I'm doing just a little film or a, a basic, a basic thing, I'll always try and think what, are people going to think of this and yeah. how are people going to react if they're going to feel nothing at the end of it and you're just posting something for the sake of it yeah if it's just to fill a gap because i've not posted anything on monday i would say not to do it at all i uh, think every single piece of content should provoke an emotion a, yeah an emotion in some way and i think that's that might just be a little chuckle but if it's just filling a gap for no reason it's not saying anything mm. i wouldn't even bother bother sharing it and um, just wait until the next day until you've got something a bit better yeah but that you don't have to make people cry or laugh their heads off yeah it might be just oh, that's a really nice it might be a little five second clip or something i've just done a film and it's all about people and community written into the script in the last moment is lots of people in the community then the last one is a little girl who says the final line so it's a poem that i've written and just from the knowledge of how you know how people act they'll be surprised at the end that 
after all these adults, there's a little girl. But it's also the cuteness factor and that, that moment mm. where you've got this really nice, that sort of powerful statement film that you're doing, but you've also got that thing at the end where people relate to it. Every, you know, everyone's got children. It's important to put that in there and think of the way people are going to th- react to how you, your work's being put across. Yeah. Rather than just doing it for yourself. Mm. It sounds like yeah, you don't have to it. be as blatant in a way sometimes because I think people do think like oh you know I've got to make the hour laughter I've got to make them you know want to you know punch the laptop or whatever and but a lot of the the ideas we've sort of spoken about interesting that they uh you know I've definitely have a social edge to it they're more towards social I'm keen to get your thoughts on social versus uh tv advertising and print in terms of creativity in terms of because you're right is a pressure cooker environment where you have got next to no time to come up with a good idea and stick it out. You're definitely an advocate of social where, as not saying you're an old school creative, but you will get a lot of old school creatives who say, well, you know, I've not done 30 years to have one minute to come up with one idea for social. You know, there's there's a a sort of complex where you want to be doing the big Titanic scale TV ads, don't you? I think sometimes there are creatives who like are really invested in like out of home and TV and traditional think some of their ideas might be wasted on social. I don't know if you agree with that. Potentially, but I, th- I think I always think, whether I'm doing a film or not, I always think of a poster. Let's say the C word one. At age three, she should not know the C word. Mm. That spurred people on to think, we'll write a script. And then we really fine-tuned that script. Went there with a couple of hours spare. Didn't know whether she was going to be able to act it and then had to direct and say this, get this girl to say this word. That's where all the work that goes behind behind mm-hmm. it comes in. Same with the NHS one, same with um, some of the other stuff that I do. I always think of the billboard first. Yeah. Uh, how, would, how would it look at the end of a street in one line, or it might just be an image? So billboard advertising, that's why I always try and think, what's going to stick in people's minds? Put a big, massive headline on. Or Brewdog did, they, they just put ad advert, didn't they, uh, behind the can. And people were talking about it because it's something, and then they did it on TV. So it can apply to all these different mediums. So billboard-wise, then applies into potentially into TV uh, because it just translates into a script uh, Mm. media. But in terms of which one's sort of winning the battle, I'm not sure because I think, like we said, TV can uh, send you to social. Mm. Do you think it would work the other way around? Because we were talking about this the other day. you You can take an idea or even a whole project, a video, say, that was meant for TV or a poster that was made for traditional, and you can quite easily translate that to social. But could you take a social first idea and translate it to traditional as easily? It's hard because you, you don't tend to, on social, you don't stick. To, you don't usually stick to like a 30-second or a, yeah. a, a specific sort of time frame. It would be nice to see, you know, on, yeah. on TV. And I think some... Some adverts are trying to sort of do as if it's like a social media film mm. uh, these days. It tends to be much more salesy on on your TV adverts. You can't really go with a with a message. That's to be honest. That's one reason in my own personal career that I'm not driven or motivated necessarily to go and do these big TV adverts mm. anymore. You can almost do a lot more with social film and actually make a difference. Um, I do a lot of a lot of cause related stuff but also even product stuff can be emotive it can make people laugh it can make people cry but TV adverts don't really allow you to do that too much you can create really nice stuff uh, production wise because there's a lot more budget and things behind it even the you know the bigger budget bigger brand stuff there's nothing much on TV creatively that you see at the moment Uh, we spoke a little bit earlier about the actual old school creative adverts 
you're not even seeing those anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's all salesy and all, some awful stuff on, on TV. Yeah. And that's why career-wise, I'm not driven to go into TV. And that's where I think social comes into play a lot better. You can reach a lot more people and it actually has a lot more meaning and people are going to share it. There's not many TV adverts I can think of at the moment that you mm -hmm. share for good reasons. You share quite a few for bad reasons. Yeah. Because uh, you think that's the most annoying thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, so you feel compelled to share it. But but then that also, the argument is there that that becomes a good advert because it's so bad. Mm. Yeah, sometimes. Which yeah. is which is interesting. And I wonder why have like TV focused brands like given up? Or do people have to try it's harder on social? I think some people actually do know that this is going to be an annoying advert and deliberately go out there. Mm, like the Go Compare Man. Yeah. Very annoying, very catchy. You, you instantly, you think of one or the other, don't you? But yeah. You, you're going to go to the comparison sites. Mm. And it's important, it's important that it's a bit of an earworm. And they knew that. But because of that, it becomes a, a great advert. Yeah. Nick, one pl uh, platform, I should say, one one area of media that is coming into itself is uh, podcasting, obviously. And we've mm. spoken a lot about branded podcasts. I want to sort of give you the floor a bit now, because uh, obviously it would be a crime to have you on, um, you know, representing one minute briefs without us actually setting one for people to do, having listened to this um, podcast. So I know we were talking about the idea of putting out a one minute brief for people to have a creative response to podcasting and, uh, you know, raising the popularity of podcasts and, and encouraging more people to listen to podcasts. Yeah, well, as soon as this uh, podcast comes out today, uh, we're going to also be, be accompanying that with a collaborative online brief through at One Minute Briefs and at The Social Chain. Uh, we're going to be asking people to share their own ideas uh, to advertise podcasts uh, and see what the creative community come up with. Yeah, yeah no, excited to see ideas. what kind of things people send in. Get your ideas to us, yeah, copy, media, print, anything to encourage more people, I suppose, to listen to podcasts and why podcasts are different mm. from other media. So like you said, you can at us at the social chain and at yourselves, which is... At One Minute Briefs. There you and go. just one You're rule... There. One minute. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks ever so much for coming on, Nick. Yeah, thank and you. Please thank get you your creative responses to us. Awesome. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please remember to leave us a review on iTunes because it really, really helps and allows us to bring you brand new episodes every single week. This has been the Social Minds Podcast with myself, Theo Watts, Eve Young, and produced by Ollie Thompson. <laughs> <laughs>